The Productive Woman, Episode 323. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'll share with you my conversation with pharmacist and leadership coach, Margaret Alabi. You'll find more information about Margaret, along with links to resources she recommends and the ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 323. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander and by Function of Beauty. If you're interested in customized hair care for your specific hair needs, visit functionofbeauty.com slash TPW to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first hair care order. It's a great product for yourself or as a gift. Visit functionofbeauty.com slash tpw to get 20% off your first hair care order and to let them know you heard about it here on The Productive Woman. I'll talk a little more about them later, but right now I want to give a shout out to a longtime sponsor, Text Expander, which helps you get it right every time. Text Expander makes it easy to give your team the right words for every situation, whether you need to keep your legal department happy or delight customers with effective and consistent answers, you can rest easy knowing your team has it covered. The latest version of Text Expander even has new and improved statistics reporting for organizations, including the ability to build reports with customizable date ranges for enterprise and individuals, so you can track how much time your team saves. Now, you know I love Text Expander. If you've listened to this podcast for very long, you know I have used Text Expander as a really indispensable productivity tool since long before they became a sponsor. But if you want to use them with a team for your business, they can add so much value and so much productivity to what you're doing. With Text Expander, you can keep your teams typing and messaging consistent, accurate, and current. You can share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track. Everyone will share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions. Text Expander lets you work faster and smarter, whether as an individual or as part of a team. Because you can use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Text Expander allows you to create powerful snippets to save you time so that everything you type is compressed. You just type a short abbreviation, Text Expander expands it does the rest of the typing for you. And it's just a phenomenal tool that I can't function without. It's one of the first things I load on any device that I'm using. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. 
And if you visit textexpander.com slash podcast, you can get 20% off your first year of Text Expander. That's textexpander.com slash podcast to find out how Text Expander can help you and your team be more efficient, more effective, and more productive, and to get 20% off your first year. Be sure you let them know the productive woman sent you. And now let's get into my conversation with Margaret Alabi. I'm so pleased to welcome to the Productive Woman podcast and to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Margaret Alabi. Margaret is an industry pharmacist and a leadership coach who serves as the CEO and co-founder of the Pivot Consulting Group. In addition to coaching, speaking, and training for TPCG, she currently serves as the director for U.S. Immunology Patient Advocacy at UCB, Inc., where she partners with patient advocates and her colleagues to create innovative healthcare solutions that improve the lives of patients living with severe conditions. Margaret hails from Atlanta, Georgia, where she enjoys singing, roller skating, and posing with her standard poodle puppies, Belle and Bo. I have really been looking forward to talking with her about how she's making a life that matters. So welcome, Margaret. Thank you so much, Laura. I am so excited to be here with you today. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your full schedule to talk with us. I gave a little bit of sort of the formal um, bio that you have provided for us, uh, but maybe we could start by you sharing a little bit more about who you are, what you do, where you are, whatever you think might be useful for us to know about you as we get into this conversation about productivity. So yeah, I am an industry pharmacist. And what that means specifically for me is that I am a pharmacist by training. However, my claim to fame is that I have never dispensed a pill a day in my life. And I don't ever hope to. I learned early on in life what I valued and, you know, had a good, strong sense of what my strengths are. And so that's what brought me into the uh, pharmaceutical industry to be able to pretty much target um, and aim my strengths accordingly. Mm -hmm. And in that, you know, it's a corporate environment. So I had to learn how to be productive on a completely different level than I had ever experienced before. And as you can imagine, I I definitely hit a number of stumbling blocks (laughs) (laughs) along the way but I wouldn't change any experience that I've had. That sounds great. Yeah, I I can totally relate to the stumbling blocks as you try to sort of navigate through the corporate world. My legal practice has been in the big firm context, and it's there's a lot of similarities there with the bureaucracy you need to deal with and some of those sorts of things. But so I'm looking forward to hearing some of the things that you've learned from that process and maybe some of the things you can share with us as far as how you navigated that and how you're able to get the things done that are important to you. But I think it's helpful for us to have a little bit of context for the kinds of things uh, that people do to stay productive. So for some of that backdrop, that context, uh, if there is such a thing for you as a typical day, what might that look like? <laughs> I apologize for <laughs> laughing, Laura, because I don't, you know, 
I wish I had typical days. I'll say <laughs> part of my day is typical. Okay. And then the other half, I really uh, can't predict. But I'd say I've learned the key of being malleable and flexible, which helps me for the latter half. Yeah. But typically, I wake up at about 5, 5.30 in the morning. And what's very, very important for me in terms of having the stamina for the latter half of the day that I'm typically unable to predict is that I've got to get at least 60 to 75 minutes of ride time in on, yes, you guessed it, my Peloton. Mm. I am a Peloton enthusiast. And the idea of going nowhere, but achieving personal <laughs> records regularly <laughs> is something that gives me like a, a, a huge sense of achievement and reminds me of what life is all about, you know. So I definitely have to have my 60 to 75 minutes worth of ride time early in the morning before anything else starts. And after I've done that, I honestly feel like a million bucks. And mm -hmm. I typically dress up with that same energy. And a lot of my coworkers laugh at me because when I do come on camera, for the most part, I'm fully dressed as if we were in the office. But those are things that make me feel full. It makes me feel whole and, and really gives me just that extra energy to, to put towards whatever I might be met with in the day. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. I know I don't enjoy working out, but I do it for the sake of my mental and physical health. And I can tell a difference between the days when I do get on the treadmill, for instance, first thing in the morning and the days that I don't. Right. It definitely has a major impact. And even if I'm not able to get in, you know, get it in in the morning, like for instance, today was just, an, today was a very atypical day for me because I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning because I had a crazy day yesterday and I actually got my bike ride in right before we got on the call. So I've got this extra boost of energy mm -hmm. and I just know that being able to physically move is just a part of our humanity. Like it's a part of something inherent in us that it has a voice and it asks us to take care of it regularly. So you got to feed it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you do your workout, you get yourself dressed and you talked about getting on the computer, I guess. So you're working from home these days as a lot of people are. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is my new address. Uh, work address is definitely my uh, sit-stand desk in my living room. So I find it just more, i say, again, just encouraging and inspiring than locking myself in, in my actual office mm -hmm. because I have more visibility. There's way more sunlight in my uh, living room. And then I have, of course, Bell and Bow. So I don't want them, you know, <laughs> destroying my office. <laughs> Got to so keep an eye on back. them. Exactly, exactly. So I like to just make sure that there's enough open space for us. And, and yeah, I, I do that. Although my, my office has offered us the opportunity to do what they call an early return to work. And I've gone into the office at least twice since that option was available in September. Okay. Then continuing on with your day, you do your work. Do you take a lunch break when you're, whether if you're working from home or not? 
Yeah, you know, oh my gosh, Laura, that's a great question. And I feel so silly right now because I'm like, yeah, I just work. And I pretty much just work all day. However, um, I think it's really, really important. And I encourage my colleagues and, and even to the listeners, I place two one-hour blocks on my calendar um, that I guard jealously. That is 12 noon and 2 p.m. Because sometimes, of course, certain things happen where you, you can't avoid it. So just having at least two hours in my day where I literally step away from the computer, mm-hmm. whether that means playing around with Bell and Bow, taking a walk, or just sitting down away from my workspace. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do that. Lunch for me is um, is tentative. <laughs> it depends on how much I... I've eaten, because um, I'm a grazer, I snack throughout the day. Yeah. So lunch is not a, a real thing for me, but having that lunch hour as well as that 2 p.m. hour free from technology has literally saved my life in the shelter in place time that we find ourselves in. Yeah, that's one of the challenges of working from home, whether it's something you know, you've done for a long time, or it's something you're doing more recently because of the pandemic. When your work is in your home, uh, creating those boundaries between work and personal life, uh, I think it's even harder to do that. And it's easy to sort of let the day get away from you. And you've just, you know, been there working the whole time and you haven't given your, your body or your mind any time away from the work. And I think those breaks are important. Absolutely. And you know what, Laura, I completely forgot because you just mentioned it. And I guess because it's a reflex for me, I forgot to mention that nine times out of 10, before I hop on the bike, I give myself anywhere between 15 minutes to 30 minutes worth of meditation mm. because I got to do it as soon as I wake up before I touch the dog, before I leave my room, Mm. um, because of exactly what you just said. Sometimes you're, you know, you wake up and your brain has already completed five tasks before you've even put your feet on the ground. Yeah. And that's great in some instances. However, I've found personally for me, it's not sustainable. So what I, the reason why I like to meditate as soon as I get up is because I allow it's like creating more space mental Mm. space for me very like at the start of the day as opposed to crowding it (laughs) with all of these to-dos I actually you know just like okay let's clear and declutter then let's get on the bike which offers me more time to clear and declutter because as I shared I'm going nowhere (laughs) on my stationary bike Right. So, again, by the time I do step in front of that computer, I have a lot more mental flexibility Mm. than I would if I if I hadn't created space. Yeah, I like that perspective. I haven't heard it um, worded quite that way, but creating that mental space by getting out in front of it at the start of the day and being a little more proactive instead of just sort of taking whatever comes to mind and, and letting that take over your, your direction for the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there are so many religious texts that speak to the power of meditation mm-hmm. across, you know, all the various religions. 
And one of the things that I've come to appreciate about the meditation is clear is again, focus, right? And so, yes, we've got busy days and a number of things that we want to get done. But what I have been able to appreciate and really benefit from in my meditation time is truly focusing on the type of day that I'd like to have. Mm. What are the emotions that I'd like to experience throughout the day? Which, again, it, it goes hand in hand with creating the space for that. Because as your awareness increases around what you want, it's easier to see that throughout the day. Yeah. It's also easier to see when something that you don't want is coming your way so that you can respond as opposed to react. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as you were talking about that. It's it's really about being proactive about creating your day instead of being reactive from the moment you wake up. Absolutely. I love it. And so when does your work day end then? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a great question. So my the my role is a function of corporate affairs in our company, and we basically are responsible for our, the corporate reputation of our business. Mm-hmm. And we have partners that I'm responsible for who live all over the United States, and I also have some colleagues that are global. And I I feel for them because (laughs) when they're going to sleep, we're just waking up for the most part. But um, the day, honestly, is supposed to end at five. However, I've got colleagues or partners that are on the West Coast. So there's always that. Let me glance at the, you know, work email quickly to see if something has come in. However, I will say that I'm a huge proponent of the fact that I don't work in a life or death role or mm-hmm. function. So if I'm with family or I've set time aside to do something else, again, I guard that time very jealously because something's always going to come up. Yeah. Something's always going to be um, or, or need your attention. And it's important to understand how to balance those things. Yeah. And that can be a challenge for a lot of us. We, there's something in us, whether conscious or not, we want to feel important and indispensable. And, and we can feed into that by, by kind of developing this attitude of, I've got to respond immediately. I've got to watch my email all the time and respond immediately. And I love the, you know, kind of what you were hinting at there of recognizing that, uh, nobody's going to die if I don't respond to that. 8 p.m. email until tomorrow morning. Um, now, exactly. obviously, if you're, you know, you are a brain surgeon and it's a, you know, got a, a patient, different. that's a different thing entirely, but that's not you and that's not me. And so we can, um, you know, sort of manage that a little differently because of that. So I, I love that. Are you, uh, do you have any, do you have an evening routine that you follow once you've, you've generally stepped away from work? You know, my evenings are so funny. Uh, Sometimes my evenings are filled with my coaching client appointments, which are always fun for me because, again, it's just another opportunity to learn and grow. That, for me, is probably the best part of my day because I get to watch clients evolve. Mm -hmm. I get to see them accomplish their goals 
And all I'm doing is asking questions yeah. <laughs> that help them uncover the answers that they already had all along. So yeah, my evenings typically are filled with coaching sessions or um, really just television shows. So I, I tell people I don't watch TV. I, I actually watch specific shows mm-hmm. because they also keep me current and are just a great form of being aware of what's happening um, from a pop culture standpoint. Sure. Do you have any particular shows that you really enjoy right now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> right now I am living for HBO Max, The Undoing, and anything and all things Nicole Kidman. That woman is there are no words yeah. for her craftsmanship as an actress. She is phenomenal. Anything that she does just sucks me in. I watched her in Big Little Lies. That was amazing. And I am glued to the TV screen every Sunday night (laughs) waiting for uh, the undoing to air. I'm going to have to check that out. I've seen promos for it. And I I agree with you. Nicole Kidman's amazing. And I so I've thought about watching that show and I just haven't yet. So I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, Trust me, I don't want to spoil it for you, but like you can tell she is such. Oh my good! I mean, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll say, I'll say my <laughs> okay. Well, once I it. yeah, once I watch it, I'll I'll message you and we can we can talk about Please it or something. Do. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to want to talk to you at some point about the this uh, consulting group, the coaching practice that you've developed. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit more about you know productivity and how you're doing these things because you've got a day job and you've got this business that you've launched. And so with that in mind, I think every person's life is a little different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter to her. You know, for some of us, we have trouble saying no. For some of us, we have trouble keeping our space organized or, you know, whatever. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life uh, so that you can get the things done that are important to you? Oh, that is such a very good question, <laughs> Laura. And I would say for me, my challenges typically stem around knowing when to ask for help, mm, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I am, I like to say I'm a recovering type A because I'm a recovering control freak, right? <laughs> um, and so it's about knowing when to release control and say, you know, I don't have to do that. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't have to do everything. And building and developing the trust in others to help me along the way. Yeah. Boy, I think a lot of us struggle with that. And I I was just having a conversation with somebody about that earlier this week, because she was talking about how do I make space when I've got a full-time job to do this other thing, this project that's really important to me. And one of the things we talked about is I figuring out what pieces of the things that have to get done, which ones are the things that only you can do that actually truly need your personal touch. Everything else is fair game for delegation. But some of us, and I'm raising my hand here, 
have this sort of unconscious <laughs> thought that, well, everything needs to be done by me. <laughs> and this, it's not true. So getting past that hurdle, recognizing that there are pieces of the project, the work, whatever that other people could do, and then being willing to ask for help, accept help when it's offered, find the right people to delegate to that. That's a big challenge for a lot of us. Yeah, that, and I'll tell you, I've developed, um, a really simple technique for myself and I've shared it with a couple of friends and, and it seems to be working for them as well to just quickly help you release, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I know this is not it for me and it's time to ask for help. It's time to bring in the reinforcement. And the simple trick is really associated with understanding when it's not fun anymore. Mm. That's like a key indicator that it's time to get some help. Yeah. Because what's not fun for you, the parts that are not fun for you may, may really light somebody else up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So in doing the things that you're doing and managing the fact that you've got a day job, you've got your puppies to care for, you've got uh, this business that you are developing. Are there any particular tools you like or resources you recommend for managing your time and, you know, getting things in order so that you can get the things done that are important to you? Absolutely. So I like, uh, there's this app called Nosy, and mm -hmm. it's N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar, Z as in Zeta, B as in Beta, E as in Echo. Okay. Nosy. And it's an amazing, just like task app. Mm -hmm. And for those of us that like to see that check mark next to something completed, it's a great way to not necessarily have to write your list down. Mm -hmm. Now, I am still a stickler for writing things down because I feel it helps to etch it into my memory. But it makes it easier for me to share um, these tasks or these goals with friends or with, you know, hired help to get me to that next level yeah. of achievement or at least completion. <laughs> yeah, I, I have <laughs> used I've, I have used Nosby in the past and it's a, it's a great tool for that. Absolutely. Um, something else that. I love, um, and for me, so as I'm thinking, I'm going to speak specifically to like building out um, the business part mm -hmm. of, of, of what I do from um, the consulting group. I love utilizing Canva over all of these are cute little apps that allow me to um, capture some of my thoughts and decorate them beautifully so that I can share them mm. <laughs> with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. um, that helps me to at least explore my creative side. And then when it's not fun anymore, I enlist help. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Canva is a neat tool for that sort of thing. You can create all sorts of very cool graphics, uh, with that tool. We'll put links to those in the show that, and, uh, and Nosby in the show notes in case anybody wants to check it out. Are you a, a digital calendar person or a paper calendar? How do you manage appointments and, and those sorts of things to make sure you show up where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there? Yes. 
So I am a digital calendar person. I used to be a, um, you know, paper to pen person because again, the um, mechanics of writing something down literally etches the date and time mm-hmm. into your brain. However, because everything is happening at home now and things are changing at the drop of a dime, having yeah. a digital calendar and I have about three or four of them. Some of them are connected. Sometimes I'll forward, you know, one invite from one calendar to the other just so that it's everywhere. And no matter what device I pick up, I'm getting hit with the alert that, oh, you have something coming up in 30 minutes or in 10 minutes or 15, you know. So, yes, digital for me, um, and this was a hard sell, but digital for me is, is where I'm at right now. That's the only way that I'm staying on track right now. And do you use Google Calendar, the Apple Calendar, something else? Oh my God. A lot of my friends laugh at me because I will tell you like I'm the most simply complex person that you'll ever meet. (laughs) I'm really like what you see is what you get. So like with the phone, I'm totally fine with Apple Calendar. And of course, my email is connected to Google. So there is the cross share from Google to the Apple calendar. Mm -hmm. Then for my, my um, daytime role, that's Outlook. So I'm versed in all of them, but not a stickler for like now adding a whole nother piece to the puzzle. Because again, when we think about trying to be and maintaining a specific level of productivity, I have to go with the Navy saying of kiss it. You got to keep it simple. And I'm going to say sweetie instead of stupid because the Navy (laughs) calls you stupid. But I'm going to call you sweet, right? So keeping it simple, sweetie, is how I like to roll. And so if it's already there, I'm going to use what's in there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of um, whatever tool you use, whatever system you use. Um, Use the simplest one that will get the job done for you. And for some people, that means it's a three by five card in their pocket. Uh, But if it's working for you, that's all that matters. There's not a single right approach. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, that's, that's the beauty of being human is because we're all unique. We could get to the same place using very different things or different routes. Um, and it's important to be very comfortable and familiar with what works best for you. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I want to talk with you a little bit about the consulting group that you founded. I think it's interesting because, you know, you have this full-time professional position as an industry pharmacist, the things you're doing there, you have obligations there. And then because apparently that wasn't enough, you, you start this other thing on the side with the pivot consulting group and coaching that you do. And according to the bio that I have for you, you do leadership coaching. What does that mean to you? And how does that, how do you do that? I mean, what is it that you're doing there? Absolutely. And, and Laura, you're so funny and, and completely right, right? Like as if my daytime job is not enough because it definitely is demanding. I'd like to just share a little bit about how I even got to the Pivot Consulting Group. Sure. I had, in 2011, started a postdoctoral fellowship with Sanofi, which is a pharmaceutical company uh, most known for uh, its work in diabetes major diabetes insulin 
drug. I will not mention the drug on this line. And um, I was in a corporate affairs role as a postdoc. And I started to receive a number of phone calls from soon-to-be pharmacy graduates wanting to know how they could enter into a role similar to mine or just break into the pharmaceutical industry in general. And while I found it very fun to just kind of pontificate and share and bloviate about, you know, the, the pros and cons and all this jazz around the industry, what became very clear to me was that there was a gap in literally how um, primarily Black, Indian, um, and Asian students were presenting during the interview process for mm-hmm. these fellowship programs. And I said, you know what? I, I know how to do an interview. I can do interview coaching. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really pushed by my younger brother as well. He came to me and he was like, look, you're great at this. You really know how to help people articulate their story. You should go into business doing this. And so with his help and his pushing, his urging, he and I actually co-founded the Pivot Consulting Group together with a high focus on interview coaching, which, again, as we continue to talk to people and be connected to folks, we found out that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. So great, you get the job. Now what? Yeah. And the other side of that, too, is who says you need a title to be a leader? You are a leader in your life in your home, in your community. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need a title in the workplace to be defined as a leader. And so one of the things that we put a lot of emphasis and value on is really tied to what you talk to a lot of your guests about on this show, which is productivity mm-hmm. and sustainable productivity, yeah. which impacts how you choose to lead and live. Wow. And so you've, proceeded with doing this sort of on the side while you continue to work. Where's your focus these days with the work that you're doing with the Pivot Consulting Group? Oh, yes. Our focus is really on helping people become more intimate with themselves. Uh, As if 2020 hasn't done that enough for us already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. But um, we strongly believe that being able to sit down, take an assessment, that will allow you to refocus, recommit, and or pivot your life goals, career goals is really, really important to maintaining productivity, increasing productivity, and doing it from a sustainable place, a place that's really going to allow you to see continued success, whether it's getting that promotion improving your, you know, your um, home relationships, whatever the case may be. So that that's where our focus is right now is really sharing the assessments. And uh, two that we really love at the Pivot Consulting Group are the Clifton Strength Finder, mm-hmm. as well as the Energy Leadership Index. Hmm. And the two of those together allow you to create a success formula that really up-levels everything in your life, whether it's your physical, you know, 
family relations, work relations, your financial earnings, those two combined are game changers. That's interesting. I've heard of the Strengths Finder uh, thing. I've actually read the book and done the test and found it very enlightening. I hadn't heard of the other one, but I, I like what you're saying about how they can work together. I think anytime you become more aware, aware of yourself and your, your strengths, your all those things, it can only help with you moving forward in the areas that are important to you. So I love that, that you, you're using those sorts of tools to help people, as, as you said, get better acquainted with themselves. Absolutely. I look at the strength finders as becoming more intimate with what your potential is, yeah. meaning, you, you know, like, hey, these are the things that are super easy for you to do. You don't need to lift a finger to do them, they, they just come supernaturally to you. Mm-hmm. The Energy Leadership Index Assessment really is that, helping you understand, well, what kind of energy are you coupling with your potential? And when you understand the energy that you're bringing to your potential, you can really predict what the outcome is going to be. Hmm. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited to hear about the kinds of things that you're doing. And I really admire the fact that you're so passionate about this training that you're doing and the coaching that you're doing while you're still working in your day job, so to speak. You obviously have systems in place, tools in place that help you do both of those things and uh, devote the time and energy and attention that you need to, to each of them. I want to ask you this question because I ask every guest this question, even with all, with the tools that you've developed and the, the systems you have in place to manage all this, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get just completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Great question. And you want to know what's so funny about this, Laura, I got completely stressed and overwhelmed yesterday. And what I did was I called my mom (laughs) and I said, mom, I need a hug. Thankfully, I live about, you know, 20 minutes away from my mom. My mom came over and we just talked it out. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I bring this up is because it's important to know who in your life you can have a very free and honest conversation with without the psychological fear of judgment, right? That is really, really important because something that is a big deal to you, someone else could immediately minimize that thing and make it super, super small because they're they're coming at it from a judgmental place. So it's important to have friends, family, or even a coach that you can work through some of those things with. So yes, I completely stepped away from everything work and I gave myself the time to sit with my thoughts after talking the conversation out with my mom. And then I immediately just decided to do something that had absolutely nothing to do with the thing that was stressing me out. Mm. I took a trip to Sam. And it was like the most beautiful distraction because now I was focused on getting more snacks so that I can graze on throughout the day. (laughs) Um, But I think it's really, really important for us to identify ways, one, to get the conversation out of your head. Yeah. Because 
like the at the end of yesterday, the insights, the personal insights that I came to after taking those steps um, were one, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Mm. I am in a growth point, And when you're growing, there are growing pains. And that's what this is. Yeah. It turns into suffering when I whine about the outcomes that I already know are part and parcel of me taking these steps, right? Yeah. So um, it's important to understand that aspect of it. Get the conversation out of your head so that it doesn't turn into the suffering bit. Mm-hmm. And then after you've gotten the conversation out of your head, find something that makes you feel good. Yeah. And yesterday, that something for me was going to go buy snacks. It made me feel really great. And I'm actually sitting here looking at my bag of cheeses that I bought yesterday because <laughs> I love cheeses. And, you know, it, 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 it's an immediate shifter of energy. Yeah. Um, we've got we've got to be aware of when when that energy is low, what are some immediate things that we know for us as individuals will literally help us to lighten our mood. Yeah. I agree so much with what you were saying about pain is inevitable, but suffering is not. Suffering comes when we feel bad about our pain. I always, I always say the only thing worse than feeling bad is feeling bad about feeling bad. (laughs) And so finding ways to, to, as you said, lighten your mood and give yourself permission to feel bad because that's, you know, that's part of life, but, and not beat up on yourself. Absolutely. I, I love how you phrase that because that is it. Like, don't feel bad about feeling bad. It's part really, of- really important. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, our society keeps, you know, bombarding us with all these images of you should feel good. You should feel good. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I should. However, if I'm making an active choice right now to acknowledge that I'm not feeling super great, I should be allowed that opportunity yeah. to acknowledge that. Yeah. And then I can make my pivot, you know, however best I see fit. But I think the other key point here is is making sure that we're aware, you know, like, am I feeling like I have no choice or no power in this decision? Mm. Then that then yes. That perhaps requires some more exploration. Yeah. But when you're when you know that, okay, again, to that point. This is growing. This is a growing pain, uh, and I'm I'm making this more painful than it is. Then you're operating from a place of choice, and you're going to choose to now take that step to pivot towards a happier place. And it doesn't mean that you've got to be beaming from ear to ear. It could be as simple as you know taking a walk or petting your dog, something that just kind of helps you to shift your energy in that moment. Yeah. For sure. Well, Margaret, I could spend all day talking with you, and but I don't think we want to do a three-hour episode of the podcast. Uh, so maybe someday you'll have to come back and we can talk about some more of this stuff. In the meantime, where can people connect with you online? If somebody's got a question for you or interested in learning more about what you're doing with a consulting group, where's the best place for them to go to, to connect with you? So I am available on Instagram where I share a lot of um, key things to remind 
every individual of what kind of brilliant creator we are because we all have creative energy. And that uh, handle is at Dr. Dr. Mar. G on Instagram. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can search me by just putting in M and my last name, Alabi, A-L-A-B is a boy, I, and I should pop up there. You can also just connect with the Pivot Consulting Group because we share a lot of, you know, really important tips around just being your best, most authentic self. And you can just search the Pivot Consulting Group on LinkedIn. And then last but not least, visit us at readysetpivot.com where you're ready and you know that, okay, I want to be a more sustainable, productive individual. We'd be more than happy to help you get there. Very cool. Before we go, and I will, by the way, I will put links to all those things in the show notes. So if somebody's driving and can't remember all that, you can go to the show notes for this episode to find those the links to where you can connect with Margaret. Uh, but before we go, Margaret, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help or encouragement in getting things done and, and making a life that matters? What What would you say to her? I would remind her that the time is always now. And when you choose to show up, you're always on time. Wow. Great reminder. Couldn't think of a better way to end this episode. Thank you so much, Margaret, for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you, Laura. This has been an ultimate pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing my conversation with Margaret as much as I enjoyed having it. I am really thankful to her for taking the time to talk with us about how she's making a life that matters and her suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us, how we can do the same. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Margaret or for me about the things that she and I talked about? You can share those questions or your comments or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 323. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place to continue this conversation. Before we go, I want to mention our sponsor, for part of this episode, function of beauty. You know, one size fits all is not a phrase that should describe your beauty routine. Each of us is unique and function of beauty gets that. Function of beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering 100% custom solutions just for you. Here's how it works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell them a little about your hair goals. You can choose the color and fragrance you prefer. It's just, it's awesome. Function of Beauty's team then determines the right blend of ingredients, then bottles your custom formula to order, and they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a really cute customized bottle. They even print your name on it, along with the pumps, stickers, gifts, even detailed instructions card describing your hair care regimen. Function of Beauty uses only clean ingredients and all of their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. So if 
like me, you color your hair, you can trust that the function of beauty products are safe for those. They have been very successful in getting their message out and in meeting the needs of a variety of women. They have over 50,000 real five-star reviews and more coming in every day. Function of Beauty now offers a new skincare line. It's the same quality and customization you expect, but now for your skincare routine. I've been using my Function of Beauty shampoo and conditioner for, oh, I don't know, two or three months now. I love the results. My hair feels soft. It looks good. It protects my color. And in addition to that, they have a body wash and body lotion, which I also use and really enjoy. So what are you waiting for? You can go to functionofbeauty.com slash TPW to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first hair care order. That's functionofbeauty.com dot com slash tpw to let them know you heard about it from the productive woman podcast and to get 20 percent off your hair care order it as i mentioned earlier it's a great thing for you i think you'll really enjoy it you can choose your color the fragrance everything about it is customized it's also a great gift and so maybe it's something you'd want to consider ordering for someone you love for a holiday gift that's functionofbeauty.com slash TPW to take your quiz and get 20% off your first hair care order. And don't forget to also visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year of that productivity tool. And thank you so much to Function of Beauty and Text Expander for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Margaret. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you found something in it that was helpful or encouraging to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm -hmm.